Chapter 7 of Lamentation of a Sinner by Catherine Parr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Christian bewailing the miserable ignorance and blindness of men. The example of good living is required of all Christians, but especially in the ecclesiastical pastors and shepherds, for they are called in Scripture workmen with God, dispersers of God's secrets, the light of the world, the salt of the earth, at whose hands all others should take comfort in working, knowledge of God's will, and sight to become children of light, and to taste of seasonable wisdom. They have, or should have, the Holy Spirit, abundantly to pronounce and set forth the word of God in verity and truth. If ignorance and blindness reign amongst us, they should, with the truth of God's word, instruct and set us in truth, and direct us in the way of the Lord. But thanks be given unto the Lord, that hath now sent us such a godly and learned king in these latter days to reign over us, that with the virtue and force of God's word hath taken away the veils and mists of error, and brought us to the knowledge of the truth by the light of God's word, which was so long hid and kept under, that the people were nigh famished, and hungered for lack of spiritual food. Such was the charity of the spiritual curates and shepherds, but our Moses and most godly wise governor and king hath delivered us out of the captivity and bondage of Pharaoh. I mean by this Moses, King Henry the Eighth, my most sovereign, favourable lord and husband. One, if Moses had figured any more than Christ, through the excellent grace of God, meet to be another expressed verity of Moses's conquest over Pharaoh. And I mean by this Pharaoh the bishop of Rome, who hath been, and is, a greater persecutor of all true Christians than ever was Pharaoh of the children of Israel. For he is a persecutor of the gospel and grace, a setter forth of all superstition and counterfeit holiness, bringing many souls to hell with his alchemy and counterfeit money, deceiving the poor souls under the pretense of holiness, but so much the greater shall be his damnation because he deceiveth and robbeth under Christ's mantle. The Lord keep and defend all men from his jugglings and slights, but especially the poor, simple, and unlearned souls. And this lesson I would all men had of him, that when they began to mislike his doing, then only begin they to like God, and certainly not before. As for the spiritual pastors and shepherds, I think they will cleave and stick to the word of God, even to the death, to vanquish all God's enemies, if need shall require in respects of honour, dignity, riches, wealth, and their private commodities laid apart, following also the examples of Christ and his chosen apostles in preaching and teaching sincere and wholesome doctrine, and such things as make for peace, with godly lessons wherewith they may edify others, that every man may walk after his vocation in holiness of life, in unity and concord, which unity is to be desired of all true Christians. It is much to be lamented, the schisms, varieties, and contentions, and disputations that have been, and are in the world about the Christian religion, and no agreement nor concord of the same among the learned men. Truly the devil hath been the sower of the seed of sedition, and shall be the maintainer of it, even till God's will be fulfilled. There is no war so cruel and evil as this, for the war with sword, killeth but the bodies, and this slayeth many souls, for the poor unlearned persons remain confused, and almost every one believeth and worketh after his own way, and yet there is but one truth of God's word, by the which we shall be saved. Happy are they that receive it, and most unhappy are they which neglect and persecute the same, for it shall be more easy for Sodom and Gomorrah at the day of judgment than for them. 
and not without just cause if we consider the benevolence, goodness, and mercy of God, who hath declared his charity towards us, greater and more inestimable than ever he did to the Hebrews. For they lived under shadows and figures, and were bound to the law. And Christ, we being his greatest enemies, hath delivered us from the bondage of the law, and hath fulfilled all that was figured in their law, and also in their prophecies, shedding his own precious blood to make us the children of his father and his brethren, and hath made us free, setting us in a godly liberty. I mean not license to sin, as many are gladly to interpret the same, when Christian liberty is godly entreated of. Truly it is no good spirit that moveth men to find fault at everything, and when things may be well taken, to pervert them into an evil sense and meaning. There are in the world many speakers of holiness and good works, but very rare and seldom is declared which are the good and holy works. The works of the Spirit are almost never spoken of, and therefore very few know what they are. I am able to show the ignorance of the people to be great, not in this matter alone, but in many others, the which were most necessary for Christians to know. Because I have had just proof of the same, it makes me thus much to say, with no little sorrow and grief in my heart, for such a miserable ignorance and blindness amongst the people. I doubt not, but we can all say, Lord, Lord, but I fear God may say unto us, This people honoureth me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. God desireth nothing but the heart, and saith, He will be worshipped in spirit and truth. Christ condemned all hypocrisy and feigned holiness, and taught sincere, pure, and true godliness. But we, worse than frantic, or blind, will not follow Christ's doctrine, but trust to men's doctrines, judgments, and sayings, which bedims our eyes, and so the blind lead the blind, and both fall into the ditch. Truly, in my simple and unlearned judgment, no man's doctrine is to be esteemed or preferred like unto Christ and the apostles, nor to be taught as a perfect and true doctrine, but even as it doth accord and agree with the doctrine of the gospel. But yet, those that are called spiritual pastors, although they are most carnal, as very evidently and plainly appears by their fruits, are so blinded with the love of themselves and the world that they extol men's inventions and doctrines before the doctrine of the gospel. And when they are not able to maintain their own inventions and doctrines with any jot of the scripture, then they most cruelly persecute them that are contrary to the same. Are such the lovers of Christ? Nay, nay, they are the lovers of the wicked mammon, neither regarding God nor his honour, for filthy lucre hath made them almost mad, but frantic they are doubtless. Is not this miserable state of spiritual men in the world much to be lamented of all good Christians? But yet I cannot allow, neither praise all kind of lamentation, but such as may stand with Christian charity. End of chapter 7